Shalom Lechem Rabbi Isai. This week's parasha, parasha of Yishlach, talks about the big meeting of Yaakov and Esav. After Yaakov had been avoiding meeting up with Esav because he knew there was a threat that Esav would kill him for taking away the brachas, now he felt it was time to go back. Once Yosef Hatzadik was born, but the Pasuk tells us, Rashi tells us in last week's parasha, Mishnelet Sitna Shel Esav. When he saw that he was ready now to fight against Esav, the one who would be able to help him fight against Esav, Shinema, like the Pasuk says, Vahayi Yaakov Esh, the house of Yaakov was considered fire, Vahayi Yosef Lahava, and Yosef, and that of Yosef, the house of Yosef was the flame, Vahayi Esav Lakash, and the house of Esav was considered straw. So as long as Yaakov is just Esh, the fire without the flame, Esh play the hover, fire without a flame, ain't a shell of the Merchah. You can't go far enough away to go ahead and, and uh, destroy the cash, the straw. Mishnah Yosef, once Yosef was born, Batach Yaakov, Akadosh Baruch Then he saw now that he has the Kayach, Akadosh Baruch is giving him the Kayach now, and he was not afraid to go back. However, he knew that he, who he's dealing with, he's dealing with Esav, and there was the certain established that he made because he was afraid that maybe because he had so many special um, <coughs> special things that Akash Baruch did for him over the years that perhaps he, he didn't have enough merits, enough schism to be able to be worthy to be saved and therefore he took certain measures over here. And the Pasuk tells us, the Rashi explains, the Pasuk tells us how he prepared for, in three ways. One was he prepared for war, in case the Esav would come to attack, he divided up his family into two different groups, so that in case if he would come from one side, the other side the other side would run to the other side. He prepared himself by giving some type of a present in order to make Esav happy with him. He sent the whole, all the sheep in front of, in front of him for Esav to be, uh, to be impressed and to be happy. And he prepared himself with tefillah, by David. Tefillah is really the first thing that he did. And he goes, he's on his way. Now, when he starts going, he starts to realize that he forgot something. He forgot some kalim that were left behind, right? The say, according to certain Farshim, they say that it was baby battles that were left over. Battles for the children. So, Yokum Malayla, who, and he got up on that evening, he took his two wives and his two maidservants, and his Eleven children, and he passed by the area of the stream of Yabak. And he took them and, and he brought them over the stream. He brought everything over. But then he realized that he forgot something and he went back. So Patrick says, At that point, Yaakov was left all alone, going back to to retrieve those uh, those uh, kalim. And he was in a wrestle with somebody at that point until the morning. And the Farshim said that the one he was wrestling with was the Sashal Esav. Now, from this story, there's two points that maybe we'll focus on. First of all, it's interesting that Yaakov Avinu went back for these kalim. These kalim were, were not so significant, they weren't so valuable, and the Yaakov knew that going back there 
was going to put things back. He knew he had to meet up with Esav, yet he felt that his, it was his responsibility to go back and to be able to get these, these Caleb, which leaves us a little bit of room to understand why was Yaakov so, so careful about this? It would seem like he was being stingy or very worried about minor things. He, you know, a regular person looking, okay, listen, we got to go forget about it. So we won't have these Caleb anymore. What's the pshat? And we see many times in, in, in the history of Kral Yisrael that by Gdali Yisrael, they don't make a big deal about money. They, they can sometimes even overlook it and, and to realize what they have, and, and, you know, uh, you know what's coming to them. Not to make they don't focus and make a big deal about money. Ish, and many of Gdali Yisrael, we found how they would, uh, you know, of course the money was something that they would raise for others to help others, but it's for their own for their own pocket. They would just, you know, they looked at this as something that was insignificant to them. So how could it be over here? All of a sudden. We see Yaakov Avinu running back for this Caleb. So I saw it brought down by many of before. She say the similar idea, but uh, an interesting insight of the way how Ruben Kerelishin explains. He says like this. He says when he was younger, he used to explain like this. He said, you know, a person goes <clears throat> in the street and he sees a person wearing a hat. He asks the person, right, where'd you get this hat from? He says, well, what do you mean? I went to the store and I bought it. He's the person walking with a safer in his hand. He says to him, where'd you get the safer from? What do you mean? I got it as a present for such and such a person. So the person looks at that, right? That's how he looks at it. That's where I got it from. I bought it in the store. I got it as a present. That's how I got this thing to be by me. But when a tzaddik looks at something, a person that's aware of his cashew with HaKadosh he realizes that anything that I have comes from HaKadosh now, it's true, the way how, how Hashem brought it to me might have been getting it through the store. But a person realizes that every single item that I have in this world is something that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a person realizes that, then, he's a, then he has an achrayis to take care of that because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to me, he gave it to me for a reason. He gave it to me with a purpose. That there's something that he wants to, to be able to accomplish with this, with this item that he gave me. And therefore, that's why I can't just waste it. And I have to take care of it. And that's why Yaakov Avinu ran back for those Caleb. It's a way of understanding and realizing that that this thing that I have over here came from Akash Bokhu. That's how we appreciate things and we don't get nervous when we, when we see that we don't get something because we start to realize and, and be aware of the fact that I'm supposed to have it. Akash Bokhu will give it to me. Just like the Mishil Sasharim says, and Hal tells us in Mishil Sasharim, that the whole idea of kidna being jealous is a mistake. If a person would realize, if I'm supposed to get it, I'll get it. I don't have to worry about it. If somebody else has it, I don't have it. Because I'm supposed to have it, it'll come to you. If I don't have it, it's not meant to be. My first broker doesn't want it to be by me for whatever reason, and therefore it must be for my for my best interest. So that's why Yaakov went back to the Caleb. When he back, went back to the Caleb, we mentioned before, that he had this wrestle together with the Sashal Asaph. Like the Warren Kulin tells us, that this wrestle was something which was very, very powerful. Like when the Pesach says, Ve'yavek ishivai, right? The Gemara Dashans over there, Ve'yavek avak, which is dust. Shehelu avak mereglesam akisi akavot. When they had this wrestle, this brought up from the dust of their of this wrestle, went all the way up to the kisi akavot. And pshat na alalesa shachar, that they fought at alalesa shachar, means this is a ongoing war. It goes throughout all the generations. This 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 wrestle between 
Yaakov Avinu and the Sashal Esav, which were which was trying to attack Yaakov Avinu, this is a, a lifetime war that we're going that goes through all the generations. Ad Bias Gail until the Gula Shlemer as Hashem should be should be soon. So we see over here there was a very, very, very powerful um <coughs> fight between Yaakov and the Sashal Esav, which symbolized the challenges of all the generations to come. Now, the question which which might be worthy of asking over here is, if we see that this um, thing, this fight was so valuable to this Ashel Esav, that he wanted to be able to get his way into Klai Yisrael, and wanted to be able to to start with Klai Yisrael, so then, why did he wait till Yaakov Avinu? You know, there were Bitzadikim before Yaakov Avinu, Avram Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu. Why? Why did he wait until Yaakov Avinu's time to come ahead and to start the fight with Yaakov Avinu? Why didn't he fight with Avram? Why didn't he fight with Yitzchak? So the Chavetz Chaim says a very powerful insight. He says that although Avram Avinu was good bait to fight with, he was the Amud Chesed. And Yitzchak was the Amur HaGvura, right? And therefore they were good bait to fight with and, and would have been maybe worthy to fight with them. But that, that wasn't what the the uh, Sasha Lisa was after. He was after something much more much more fundamental at this point right now. And the Chavetz Chaim gives him a marshal. He says that when, when there's a war that's fought between two countries, and one country wants to overpower the other country. How does it fight? It tries to fight against the other side, sends out soldiers and fights, but the place that they're aiming for is to try to be able to stop the other country from being able to fight with them. How's that? If you can get a hold of their ammunition, if you can get a hold of their, of their, um, tools of, of fighting, their ammunition and their guns and, and, the, and their tanks and the things that they can, that they can hurt you with, right? So then, then, then they lost the battle. They can't fight anymore. So the Sashal Esav looked at Klai Yisrael and said, if I want to be able to break into Klai Yisrael, if I want to be able to stop them, I want to be able to stop their Hatzlach, I want to be able to stop, I have to get to the side, I have to get to their ammunition, I have to get to their, like Neshek, to their ammunition. And the ammunition of Klai Yisrael is the Torah. Because the Sashal Esav is the Yitzhar that's coming to try to head and to, to, to attack us and break us. And we know the Chazal tell us, Barasi Yitzhar, Barasi Tere Tabu. The Torah is that, is that Koyach of us to be able to fight against the Yitzhar. Like the Mara says, if the, if the, if the Yitzhar tries to go ahead and to, and to <coughs> seduce us into doing different types of Averis or to persuade us to do more types of Averis, the Russian of Chazal is Mashkul of Esamedrish. Bring them into the base mattress with you, right? Because the, when a person is mali taira, a person is learning taira, and he's and he's filled and he fills himself with taira, that gives him the ability to be able to fight against the yitzhar, and that's the strongest place that the yitzhar starts to fight with to try to get us out of the base mattress. Because when he is able to distract us, a person can sit down to learn. And all of a sudden, oh, let's just take care of this. Let's go take care of that. Right? A person has his kfiyos. He has his set time to do that. Tonight we won't learn because I have to take care of a chasana tonight, right? But when, that's, that's what he tries to tamper with to, to get that because when we lose that kfiyas from Torah, we're missing that ammunition. That's what we find throughout the history of Israel. Whenever there's some type of 
difficulty going on in the world. You know, there's some type of epidemic or some type of uh, thing that we're worried about in Klai Yisrael, for the future of Klai Yisrael. The Gaili Yisrael's way of dealing with that is by telling us, be mechazik in Tyra. Sometimes we'll keep the they'll keep the yeshivas open longer, or we'll make extra storm, or we'll make extra an extra chizik in the yeshivas because the the kayak of the Torah is our ammunition to be able to matzliach whenever we can, and that's what the sashalaisa was after. So we have to learn from that to be able to understand each person according to his madrig of who he is in his life to make sure that he's being conveyed to the Torah. He's setting time for learning Torah. He has to make sure that the times that he does set for Torah, he doesn't allow them to be. <clears throat> to be uh, forfeited, doesn't allow them to be to be uh, disturbed and holding strong. And a person has to be honest with himself to be able to know how much time could I really do. Each person is only meant to do what he's what he's meant to do. But he but sometimes we shortchange ourselves and we do less. And that's what a person has to be honest with himself to know that this is the kayak that gives me the kayak to be able to build my whole simchan in Yiddish kind. My whole simchan is when I when I when I connect myself with the Torah. Now, this is a very good time of year to be working on this. Parshat comes out always right before Hanukkah, and that was really what the Yavanim tried to tamper with when by, by, by Hanukkah, because they wanted to be able to uproot that Torah of the Torah Peh, which connects us so strongly with the Kaddish Baruch Like when Hal tells us in Hashem, if a person wants to connect himself to Hashem, the strongest form of of a, of the of a way that a person can connect himself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that's by limud Torah. And the, not only is it the limud Torah, but the deeper that you go in the limud Torah, that's a stronger connection that you make. When a person goes into the Akus of it, it makes a stronger connection. And that's what the Yavanim tried to uproot from us. And that's what the Sasha Esav tried to uproot from us. With Hashem, we should to have that chizuk. Each and every one of us to put in our jaga to be mechazak ourselves in Torah. So that way, we should be able to be fortified, to be able to fight against the challenges that sometimes come to our nation. And with Hashem, we should come to that point of the Adalit HaShachar, that the Adbiyaz Goyal, and with Hashem, the Nehra V'Yameinu, the Nachas HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to the whole Kral Yisrael. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos, and go.